0: Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast. Stop the insanity, eliminate the chaos, bring simplicity, probability, and leverage as operating values into your business and personal life so you can do more, earn more, and improve your relationships. This is Business Growth Simplified. Here's your host, Business Finishing School founder, Rick Sapio. everyone. This is Rick Sapio with Teresa Kuhn. And this morning, we're going to talk about a, a, a topic that drains Americans, drains the world. It's the topic of happiness versus fulfillment. And I've watched you over the years, and you've got a full life. You've got two businesses, one with your husband and son, one with you and your partners. You've got this with me. You've got a lot going on. But you always seem to be fulfilled. So what is the distinction between happiness and fulfillment in your view?
1: Rick, I do have a full life, but you know what? Many people have full lives today. Mine seems to be, you know, the life of an entrepreneur just tends to be a little bit busier. You're just probably uh, obligated in, in more ways than others. But, you know, happiness is fleeting. I was walking to the office this morning and I had just a feeling of joy and happiness and, and just the walk and just feeling gratitude. But that can be a fleeting moment. Fulfillment is deeper, it's grounded. It's about living a full life. And it's much, much more than just chasing happiness. And I wanna talk about happiness, just you know, with the four areas that we talk about, faith, family, finance, future, and happiness and faith. Is there such a thing as happiness and faith? right? Don't people lose their faith in different times in their life if they were chasing happiness? Does that connect with faith? Is faith about happiness? Well,
0: here's the interesting thing about that. I remember, you know, obviously during the coronavirus, which changed humanity, um, the most faith-filled people, faith-filled, seemed to get through it a lot better because You know, you think about human nature, uh, you know, I know the French Revolution wasn't only about religion and God, but one of the things that I saw when I read about the history of Americans, our founding fathers wanted God to be part of our country and God we trust. And what that means is that God is higher than us, is more powerful than us, it almost makes us more humble as human beings, if we think we're God, or media is God, or news is God, right? That means we're the be-all and end-all, which means we have to create our own happiness. However, if you have faith in a bigger thing, I'll say, all-knowing powerful entity, or God, or Yahweh, or whatever you want to call it, I happen to call it God. then I feel like there's a fulfillment to you because you believe in something more than just yourself. So uh, you got me really intrigued in this topic because I feel like humans in general, Americans specifically, chase happiness. And we want to do a quote. Uh, I want to do a quote on all of these. Happiest people don't have the best of everything. They just make the best of everything. So when in, con- in, in connection to what you started the podcast with, how does that resonate?
1: You know, you met with a trainer not too long ago. Uh, and uh, it, was a, it was somebody you trained with who, who actually works with a, a good friend of yours on a, you know, three, four, five times a week. And during the coronavirus, what did he say? You asked him how he was doing in terms of his life and money because as trainers, right? He really wasn't supposed to be training. You know, there was the whole social distancing and you're not supposed to work out with your clients, you know, et cetera. And what did he say to you, Rick?
0: Yeah, it was interesting to, uh, you know, watch most of America who was terrorized during this whole thing. And he was happy. He goes, hey, while everybody's sleeping, I'm picking up clients. Um, I set up a home gym to work people out. When people are sleeping, that's when we are awake. And he had this just beaming look for the whole time. I mean, the guy uh, was incredibly happy. He he said something really interesting. So he said, uh, you know, "I was talking about first world problems, money and business and everything else." And he said, "I'm the happiest I could ever be with my wife and my kids because I've never had money." So. You know that was one of the things he said among many others and nothing so, changed
1: for him he didn't have money before the the pandemic he didn't have money during and he just wasn't worried about the things that you know so many people are worried about right losing their real estate losing their businesses losing the you know health is a huge issue and losing your family would be a huge issue but you know he felt really i mean nothing had changed for him that was beautiful and boy is that grounding
0: right yep so let's look let's uncork this a little bit so he has a very uh, fulfilled life he's happy with his spouse he's happy with his kids is happy with his career choice to be a trainer but fulfillment is probably a better word we want to make the distinction to me i have a very fulfilling life and i know you do too but when you're fulfilled that doesn't mean you're always happy Mm -mm. And so happiness is like a bunny rabbit that we all chase and happiness is going to go up and down, up and down, depending on the external uh, thing that's affecting us in that moment. But fulfillment is a decision that is lifelong in nature that informs all four areas that we talk about that has legacy impact. Those that have a fulfilling life, Those people, even though during their fulfilling life, there's going to be ups and downs in your marriage, there's going to be ups and downs in your business, there's going to be ups and downs in the economy. It's a choice, it's a lifestyle, and it's a mindset. So So you
1: mentioned family. Let's talk about chasing happiness in relationships. You know, I've been married 30 years, um, ups and downs for sure. And I look at, you know, my nephew who's in his 30s, and I look at the younger um, the younger generations and how they look at relationships and looking at partners. Have you ever thought, Rick, have you ever had a conversation with someone who's younger and they're talking about how they're going to choose a mate and their requirements for a mate and what they're looking for in terms of making them happy. They're looking for somebody to make them happy and they're looking for somebody who, you know, um, is very good looking, um, great body, super intelligent, typically entrepreneur, makes a lot of money, great in bed, um, politically aligned, religiously aligned, like I can go on and on. And I listen to this and I think, oh my gosh, that person does not exist. You are not that person, right? Nobody is perfect. Everybody comes with a crap sandwich. And it's all about finding that perfect person that's going to make them happy right and boy you know the way god designed us when we're in relationship especially in the beginning we're wired to only look at the good because otherwise people wouldn't get together and procreate and that would be the end of humanity but after the hormones settle down and post honeymoon period whether you're married or not that's when you look to see the person that you're with is not perfect right? It's like the the rose-colored glasses come off. And if you're looking for happiness, it just is not there. It's not there. You can find fulfillment in the relationship. You can build a beautiful life together, but it's not going to be about happiness. And if that's your focus, boy, you'll chase anything and everything that comes your way looking for happiness, especially other people.
0: Yep. So what you're pointing to, Teresa, is where is your locus of control? I remember way back, this has to be 30 years ago, when I first read uh, Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he talks about locus of control. And the vast majority of Americans, I think this is probably the biggest problem uh, that shifted in our society over the last 50-ish years. Uh, we went from being you know, uh, rugged, uh, entrepreneurial, responsible. We looked up to our heroes that uh, we imagined were doing the right thing all the time. We went from that, uh, you know, center of gravity as a culture to this victimhood culture. And what happened is our locus of control went from an internal locus of control, meaning I control how I feel. I control the values that I'm gonna express. I control my work ethic and all of that to an external locus of control. A locus of control is what is the media telling me? What is pop culture telling me to do? What are my social media uh, likes and dislikes telling me uh, what to do? And so that shift from an internal to an external locus of control shifted our sensibilities as a nation in my belief. Overall, I'm speaking in generalities from a fulfilled culture, or fulfilled a citizenship to a happiness chasing citizenship and that chase comes from what drugs alcohol sex did my husband or wife tell me something nice today we're waiting for external things to happen that we get to judge judging a whole nother topic and it's horrible I think what happens then is if you're waiting for an external locus of control you then start thinking, well, what drug do I need as an external locus of control? And I tell the story often about my niece, who I couldn't believe it, that we were on a plane to uh, Europe once, a long time ago, and she had 11 drugs in her purse, she was in college. I go, why do you have 11 drugs in your purse? It's mm-hmm. just like, well, this one puts me to bed at night, this one I take if I have anxiety, this one I take if I'm depressed, this one I take if I need more energy, this one I take to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, all my friends have it. It's just mm-hmm. easy. We just go to the uh, clinic in our um, in our uh, college. This is all an expression of what you're talking about, which is this new reality, which is destroying people, which is why we take billions of pills a year, which is sick. You can confirm that. Is we're looking for something else to provide happiness when. You know what? Nothing else is going to provide happiness. What you should be focused on is how can I be fulfilled with myself and fulfilled with my mate and fulfilled with my career and fulfilled in these four areas.
1: So Rick, why don't you discuss or chat a little bit about fulfillment and purpose and career. So there are people that choose or or chase uh, money right? And they're, in, they're chasing shiny objects. And you've got great conversation around that chasing the tiny, shiny objects instead of finding your purpose and living within your purpose, which for me, that's about fulfillment. The chasing shiny objects is like chasing happiness, but living on purpose is a fulfilling life. And you've got a lot to say about this.
0: Yeah. So I think all of us, when we're, when we come out of the shoot, when we're born, we uh, have a couple of things that are in our DNA. If you want to think about it from this perspective Uh, and that is uh, what is our overriding value? For me, it's simplicity. Uh, It's why on these podcasts we talk about simplicity, probability, and leverage, which we've done a whole podcast on. Uh, And then I have other values, but everyone has an overriding value. And everyone has a purpose. And it's up to us as human beings to take the time to figure out what those two things are. And if the human being doesn't do that, which most people don't and won't because they're getting pounded with Netflix and all this external stuff, if you're unwilling to take the time to find out your overriding purpose and your overriding value, those two things together, once you have that, from that point forward, you get to choose every moment. Am I doing something in alignment with my values and in alignment with my purpose? And if you are, the expression of your life will be so much more fulfilled. People will be attracted to you in your business. And so, yeah, I go back to the quotes, uh, that, you know, we prepared, have the happiest people don't have the best of everything. They just make the best of everything. And I would add to that, that, if they're on purpose, i.e. their life is aligned with their purpose and if they're honoring their values that they were born with in my opinion, then they have no other choice than to make the best of everything because they're living an aligned life. I have another one, happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you pay attention to your values and your purpose, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. That's interesting. So that butterfly or that bunny rabbit, whatever you want to call it, it's it's going to elude you until you live a life that's aligned with your values and your purpose. That's what this podcast is all about. That's what our relationship is all about. That's why we're talking about those four areas. We want you to be fulfilled. And um, I think about my sister when her daughter was getting married and she said, oh, I'm so excited for My daughter and her new husband to get married, they love each other. And I said, they're way too young to know what love is. And by the way, love goes up and down in a relationship.
1: Yes, it does, for
0: sure. It's just like this. That's the last thing you should look for. Are they aligned? Are they committed? Do they know what a long term relationship is? Are they responsible? Are they hardworking? Do they know what they're getting into? Do they have completely different views on everything? Do they enjoy each other's company? Are they friends? So things like that are far more important than they love each other. Love vanishes like this.
1: And love can be misinterpreted as attraction, infatuation, right? Uh, And that's where those pesky hormones come in, right? People are driven by hormones and not necessarily all the other things that you mentioned. And, you know, I kind of teared up when you read that quote, happiness is like a butterfly. This is a shout out to my mom because growing up, Um, we grew up with a ton of quotes and our refrigerator was our bulletin board and she would all the time put up all these quotes and this reminded me that she probably had this quote up on the refrigerator because this was a quote that I grew up with and it's a beautiful quote happiness is like a butterfly you know what haven't you had those experiences in life where a butterfly comes to you and either sits on your shoulder or on your hand Um, that's happened to me multiple times and isn't that true? But if you try to chase a butterfly, what happens, right? It, It runs, it flies away, right? So let's talk about the future, right? Um, and with that quote, if you're chasing happiness, what kind of future are you going to have? Yeah.
0: One that's based on short-term highs. I remember I have a mentor, Ryan, Reinhold. He was born in 1927. He's very old. He's in his nineties. Oh, wow. And he's been my mentor for a really long time. And, you know, I remember on his 60th wedding anniversary, he said to me, uh, I absolutely love my bride, my sweet bride, and they are the best couple in the world. And I said, have you been happy the last 60 years? He goes, Are you kidding me? She drives me nuts. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> but, That's so cute. But we are the f- most fulfilled married couple that you could possibly imagine because of the legacy we've left behind. Wow. And so, marriage, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that if you look at marriage from the perspective of, am I happy today? Then every time you have a fight, you're gonna be running for the exits. But if you look at the way Reinhold does, Reinhold had a vision and he completely convinced me of this. And I know you know this too. When my wife and I got married, we created a uh, little paragraph. Uh, Here's our marriage in 50 years. The year is 2056. We're sitting in our living room in our log cabin, our great grandchildren are running around, we're sipping uh, hot chocolate and there's a fire going and there's snow outside and you have this image of where you're going to be in 50 years and you could do this in your company too. And what happens is when you have a fight, you're not running for the exit because you have a crystal clear image of where you're going to be when you have fulfillment in the future. It's such a massive distinction. And I'll tell you what's destroying this, all these immediate uh, bits of information like rats, of gotta get likes, gotta get likes, gotta get likes, people have to uh, be popular, have to have the right picture.
1: Rick, a secret to life is to understand the difference between happiness and fulfillment. And just having that acknowledgement, right, that we're not always going to be happy but we can live a fulfilled life every single day, every moment of every day you can feel you can feel fulfilled. That really is very encouraging cuz life can be tough. You know what's that saying about problems? Don't ask God not to give you problems. Ask God to give you bigger problems to solve, right? We're always going to have problems. And solving the bigger problems will lead to more fulfilled life than just chasing happiness.
0: Yeah. So uh, I've been taught that the people who are better at solving problems are the people that have more fulfilled life because you're just getting better and better and better at solving problems. But what happens is the people that avoid problems, Mm. right? Those are the people that are chasing happiness because they're kind of avoiding, they never want to confront. And they're looking for happiness in the next high or the next Netflix series or the next, you know, toxic relationship. So thank you so much for bringing this topic up and showing me the way you are, you know, a model of this. And I think one of the reasons why you're a model of this is if you think about the hand that we talked about, you clearly live in your five priorities and you don't venture outside of those and that's why you're so fulfilled but most people's lives are filled with crap well, so. Rick, you're
1: always very kind and generous and uh it's something i work towards it's work in progress but i've seen you very upfront close and personal with your family with your work you absolutely strive towards this you do a fantastic job and you do such a wonderful job at articulating it and teaching it to people I, and that is just, you're, you're living on purpose by doing that. We're both living on purpose because we love sharing this information with people. And we're not coming from a place of perfection at all. It's just acknowledgement and awareness that this is, this is the goal, right? This is what we want to strive towards and work towards every single day. So yep. thank you, Rick.
0: You're welcome. So as with all of our episodes, our goal is to bring you into our lives. We want you to have a better uh, relationship with your creator, a better family life. We want your finances to be rock solid. And we want you to have a fulfilling future so that you leave that legacy behind. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Finishing School podcast where we teach you business growth simplified. For more information on Business Finishing School or their Business Growth Summit event, visit businessfinishingschool.com.